Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today in history, in 1841, President William Henry Harrison, aged 68, becomes the first president to die in office just a month after being sworn in. And honestly, that's the kind of work ethic I am looking for. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am once again your berserker boy, Zachary, and you don't think I'd be done after one battle, did you? You fool! I took extra battle mushrooms for this one! My name's Megan, and uh, instead of what the fuck history, I'd like to say what the fuck Australia for having the phrase, we're not here to fuck spiders. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that the internet weighs 60 grams. I refuse to elaborate. Um, I was that's about not a to lot, ask, is it? and no, sixty grams is not a lot. It's not a lot. I I actually will elaborate because I thought this was pretty interesting. Apparently, this was done. This calculation was done in uh, two thousand seven, so it could it could weigh more now. I didn't do any research because I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but um, a study was done, or a calculation was done in two thousand seven to sort of calculate the amount of electrons that are needed to run the internet. Uh, Okay. And the combined Uh, weight of all those electrons is 60 grams. grams. It's probably more now that the crypto... Yeah, yeah, the internet has probably gotten a little bit fatter since, but... Yeah, so that was updated in 2007. Yeah, that was 2007. I'm trying to find, like, something a little bit closer to the... To today. Uh, yeah. Type that into uh, Google and have everyone on the FBI <laughs> who watches your computer scratching their head going, why does she want to well, know like, how much the internet weighs? So my searches today have consisted of recently, how much does the internet weigh? Um, what is the fish that predicts earthquakes in Japan? And oh, the um, Yeah, the oarfish. Yeah. I'm glad that you knew that. Did you know that in Japanese, uh, their name for it, and I'm not going to say the Japanese name because I would butcher it, <laughs> um, but in English means the messenger of the dragon god. Ooh, That's I like that. Dope. Yeah. Especially because oarfish are gigantic. Yeah, they're really, really scary, and we can get into um, our regular what the fuck uh, lineup. But um, very briefly, the reason that they're they are called that is because uh, in folklore it was believed that the oarfish were sent up from the dragon king's palaces to you know predict um, the earthquakes to say the dragon king was like giving them an omen. And um, I'm Matt. Today I learned coming. all that cool yep. shit about oarfish. <laughs> yeah, and we learned about the internet, the so internet. like we're really we're rolling uh, we're chugging. All right, everyone listening, and even those of you that aren't yet, okay, that's our strikes have been set to zero, and a game of rock paper scissors has been played. The order for tonight is Megan, followed by mm-hmm. Zatch, followed by me. So pick up your bingo mm-hmm. cards and let's get started. Mm-hmm. Any anytime you're ready, Megan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I think she's probably tuckered out since the uh the April Fool's no. episode. <laughs> yeah, well, she's, you know, she's I recovering had... still. <laughs> I had a lot to say. No, I'm so ready. I was mostly I was thinking about the oarfish while also reading about the internet and how much it weighs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. All right, I am so sorry to have distracted you that poorly. Yeah, I was like, wow, some wires are really getting crossed because I was like, how much does an oarfish weigh? And, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we can't go there. I absolutely um, love that journey for you, though. Yeah, thank you. I am confused now. Anyway, uh, my story is you want to hear the, yeah, tell us the title. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, we wear pink. I mean, straw hats on Wednesdays. Ah, okay. A little Mean it's, Girls yeah. reference. It's a Mean a little, Girls reference, which is a movie I have mm. never been able to finish. You've never finished oh. to Mean Girls? <laughs> oh wait, that's a different thing. I I've never actually finished Mean Girls. I, I love you, Danny DeVito. I didn't. I can't believe it, Zach. So I've never finished Mean Girls because when I watch it sober, I just don't find it funny enough to finish. That's so funny, though. And when I watch it unsober because I'm playing the Mean Girls drinking game, I black out before I can finish it. Mm. Unsober. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unsober, that's a word, right? (laughs) Well, I've only ever finished in Mean Girls, so... Oh, that was a little yeah. sexy. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's let's jump into my story, which is pretty wholesome. It would, it would um, be great if we could. Yeah, thank you. Now, as we all know, men have historically been more into fashion than women. Yes, absolutely. Um, have you seen oh, Harry Styles? I, dude, it's not. I'm not even being facetious. Like, I don't want to hear any arguments no. on this. Like, of course not. High heels. For men. <laughs> What's that? High heels were made for men. Yeah. Heels were made for men. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To High accentuate heels the men. legs. Yep. And to make them a little bit taller. And the wig market, decidedly masculine for a long time. It was um, indeed. Look at judges. So many judges. Uh, so many judges today still wear wigs. And so Frenchmen. many judges today. And Frenchmen. Judges and, and Frenchmen. The, the corner of the wig of- market. Oh, God. And what, Parliament? British Parliament? Oh, that's, what, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they still wear wigs. That, anyway, yeah. um, so there was also a time when uh, men were very concerned about hats, uh, exceedingly so. So concerned, <laughs> in fact, that they rioted over them. Um, now, I'm, I'm sure you're saying, Megan, Men would never do something. Um, Megan, so that's not what I'm saying. All I can think in okay. my brain is the stupid trilby, milady. And M'lady. I fucking yeah. hate it. <laughs> the other thing that uh, I was thinking was really just about oarfish stuff. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's still thinking about okay. that. Man, I maybe I'll change my story tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk. I'll expound more on the oarfish. Uh, no, no. So we're gonna keep going in this vein. Um, <laughs> so God. I know that you're you're not thinking this that men would never do something so frivolous. Um, no, men of class would never, you know, walk in the streets with tiki torches over something so stupid as a straw hat. Men no. of stature. I think Zach finished. To me. <laughs> No. Finally. No. It's been so long. It's been such a long amount of foreplay. Anyway, um, men, uh, they they had wars. And, and I was going to say something did... else, but it's probably best if I No, no, it's, edging it's to fine. Because we're ta- for so long. I was, no, I was just going to say that that sounded dusty. And I was going to ask Zach if he was okay. <laughs> Clearly not. All right. We've eaten up too much of Megan's time. I'm so sorry. I'm usually so good at being a dad. Let's get back on track. I know. You're so good at it, but not tonight. No, not tonight. Yeah. But now. So men men had really important things like wars and women to take care of. And like surely hats were like pretty low on the totem pole for their concern. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's where I'm going to say that, uh, of course, they fought a war over. Over straw hats. Over straw hats. I mean, I think that's killing two um, birds with one stone, so I applaud it. Which birds? Which what? birds are they killing? Yeah, which birds? All of them. <laughs> which birds? Oh, okay. Yeah, I that's need fair. specific just... examples because you did no, just I... very firmly say, <laughs> I think they're killing two birds with one stone, and I need to know which specific birds they're killing. The swallows and the grackles. Oh, oh fair enough. Thank God. I like grackles. Grackles anyway. are terrible. They deserve to I die. I love grackles. No, they're good. They're, they're an good invasive boys. species. Yeah, but they the grackles. They grackle everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so one time, I'll get really Ladies and track, gentlemen, but... welcome to ADHD, the podcast <laughs> with our special guest, Megan. 
<laughs> when I went to Austin, uh, my friend no, was like, you got to tell your story, like, bud. You got to see the grackles. And I spent the whole time following the grackles with my hands outstretched, <laughs> hoping that they would accept me. Uh, <laughs> I, I am your new grackle I like grackle made a queen. noise too. Yeah, I was like, grackle, grackle. Guys, we promise <laughs> they, we're going to get to some history in a second, but this is just so yeah. much fun. Yeah, so to recap, um, I'm talking about the straw, straw hats. Yeah, straw hats. Um, so our story begins in the 19th century, as most good stories do. Yep. Straw hats had appeared and were worn as a summertime accoutrement to sporting events such as boating. Yes, uh, everybody was, knows the summer event of boating. Boating, rich people do at least. It was not considered good form, though, to wear these hats in the cities because they were considered informal vacation wear. Mm, Much like you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Are you telling me I can't bust out my Hawaiian shirts 24-7? I know a guy that would. I used to go to 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 fancy events for work. Well, I mean, I still kind of do, but... There was a gentleman that would show up in, like, a Hawaiian shirt to a fancy event, and I would point at him and look at my coworkers and be like, if he can do it, why can't I? I mean, it's true. Anyway, It's true. Wear whatever you want, really. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they were considered informal vacation wear, but by the early 20th century, straw hats were more accepted in North American cities in the height of summer. Uh, However, there was an unwritten rule that one was not supposed to wear a straw hat past September 15th, which was also known as felt hat day. Oh, my God. We have different days for hats. Yeah, the day of the felted hat. It's kind of like daylight savings time, except it's like daylight hatting time. (laughs) You tried. You really tried. Hat light saving time. Oh, hat Hat light light saving saving time. time. There you go. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, I'll I'll have it known that this day was completely arbitrary. Like, there was no hat god that was deeming, like, September 15th the day of felt hats. No hat god to Um, send earthquakes. Sorry, Orfish again. Really. (laughs) Orfish again. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Whoops. Um, So, originally, the date was September 1st uh, until it was shifted back for literally no reason like Uh, i tried to find a reason and there that was gonna be that was gonna be my next question is did they have a reason to shift to the date no they just like didn't have a reason um so if you were caught wearing a straw hat after the date it was socially acceptable for uh like your friends to beat you to death in the streets well, not to beat you to death, but to, like, knock your hat off your head and, like, stomp it. Ah, uh, You know, good friend things. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's I, what friends do. I typically... Yeah, that's what friends do, Zach. I make a habit of knocking my friend's hat off and then stepping on it. It wasn't acceptable for strangers to do this, but, like, if you were, like, colleagues at work or, like just in general, like, knew the person, you could go over and be like, knock their hat on the ground, be like, ha-ha, what a good joke, we're men. Um, <laughs> this isn't toxic at all. Ha-ha! This isn't. Ha-ha! Megan has um, such contempt for the men in this story. <laughs> I just... Ha-ha, I knocked your hat off, we're men. Ha-ha, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> I can't wait until therapy's a thing and we still don't go, right, chaps? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so if any man was seen wearing a straw hat after this date, they were also subjected to ridicule. Um, and it was a tradition for like teenagers to also knock the hats off of the wearer's head and stomp on them because so like a- adult strangers couldn't do right, it, right, but right, like but teenagers it... could. And then yeah. your neighborhood has to wonder: Are they your colleagues or <laughs> or are they just <laughs> precocious teens? Well, it's true because like this is the earliest twentieth century, right? Yeah. And like the child labor laws, I guess, just don't exist um, yet. They still don't, if we're being honest. Yeah. Amazon. Ask Nestle about that. Yeah. Uh, do we have? Do we have? Um, do we have a bingo card ridicule, about ridicule conglomerates? Uh, shady work practice. I don't think laws? we do, but we did just mention Jeffrey Bozos. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We did. We did. 
Um, so the tradition of like knocking people's hats off and stopping them became so entrenched that newspapers would start warning men of the upcoming date, reminding them to switch over to felt or silk hats. Hat bashing, as it was called, led to a number of incidents when the police had to intervene to stop the teenagers. Um, but also, like, let's take a moment here to see how much, like, the world just, like, caters to men. Like, hey, guys, remember, change your hats. We came up with a rule and don't want your precious feelings to, like, be hurt by that rule. Not only that, but um, it's a completely arbitrary rule that was made was... entirely by society and not by any governing body whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, let's make life a little bit more difficult for ourselves. What's that? A straw hat after felt hat day? Ha! Oh, you rube! Ha! You rube! <laughs> we're not at the boats. <laughs> Uh, so it wasn't until September 13th, 1922, that the issue of the straw hats really got out of hand, and the riots began. Ooh. The straw uh, hat riots. The straw hat riots. We went from zero to 100 really fast. We really did. Uh, so it was on this date that a group of youths. Youths? Uh, or precocious youths. teens knocking off hats. Youths. Youths. Uh, they're one and the same, really, <laughs> in this story. <laughs> tomato, uh, they decided tomato. to get an early... Tomato, tomato. These pictures are the same. <laughs> it's the, it's same, the picture. same picture. It's the same picture. So these youths decided to get an early jump on the hat bashing tradition. The group began hat bashing in lower Manhattan, taking the hats off of factory workers and destroying them. And this evolved into a full-out brawl when they tried to do the same thing on dock workers. Oh. And the dock workers were like... The dock workers were... <laughs> Uh, they, obviously upset because they were, yeah, they are at the boats. Yeah, they are at the boats. They're always at the They're boats. They're always at the boats. <laughs> also, just don't fuck with the dock workers. Those are the people oh, that yeah, haul a bunch dude. of cargo and could strangle you with a rope. I'm just saying, I don't know, fuck dude. with the dock workers. Yeah, I picture Zach as a dock worker a lot of the time. That makes um, me that, even though he's not. That that's a great compliment. <laughs> that only makes me wonder what you picture me as. I don't, it's like, I don't know, it's more of a vibe that Zach gives off. Zach it's does like give off a very dock worker vibe. Yeah, it's like dock worker chic. If you've ever met anyway, Zach in person, you would know. You would get it. Immediately, he's a dock I'm worker. Off to get my beanie a, cap and knit sweater. Well, like, he's a dock worker, but also, for some reason, like, a speakeasy owner. There's, yeah. like, no in-between. No, there's, really. there's multiple in-betweens. Zach just hits them all yeah. perfectly. It's but that true. doesn't so answer the, the question workers, of what I am. But we can get to that. Uh, later. I haven't thought about it like I'm, immediately off the top of my head. I know you guys were painting me a great compliment, but I'm gonna ruin it. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. I'm just the taint of human beings. I'm just the space between. Stop. No. <laughs> I need you to accept this strike that I'm giving you. I accepted fully. <laughs> okay. I was about to give him one too. I was just like, "That's." I mean, strange. he can take one from both of us. No, no, no. no, no. That's I think not how one. That works. No, one. No, is that's just not enough. how that works. Fine. One is enough. One is. Enough. I love that we haven't um, defined the rules of strikes at all. We just make I mean, them no. up arbitrarily as we go. I am also kind of the like only one who's ever struck hat. out. So you have struck what? out. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's the only one who's struck out. Um, so the dock workers, understandably, were like, fuck you, and they fought back. Yeah. The brawl soon stopped traffic on Manhattan Bridge and eventually was broken up by the police and led to some arrests, but this wasn't the end of it. The fight continued and escalated throughout the evening, and gangs of teens prowled the streets with weapons looking for pedestrians wearing straw hats and beat those who resisted. Wow. Um, so, this turned yeah, into a clockwork orange very quickly. I know. Like, they took a fun thing, kind of a fun thing, I, whatever gets you off, um, and they they took it too far, right? Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a <laughs> Only a smidge. So, several people were arrested, even though some off-duty uh, officers were themselves caught up in the brawl when rioters <laughs> attempted to take their hats, which I will approve of. Old-timey police are still police. And in the aftermath of what became known as the Tra Hat Riots, many of the offenders opted to pay fines instead of serving jail time. 
the longest sentence that was served was three days, and um, he was sentenced by the magistrate Peter A. Hadding, which I thought was pretty ironic. Ironic, yeah. If that's really good. So, though the hat smashing of 1922 was the worst of it, the tradition continued for some years after, with one man being murdered in 1924. Uh, I know. <laughs> like, they really, they're really <laughs> taking it Bless you. to a level. Sorry, Bless thanks. you. Um, and in 1925 also saw uh, some arrests. The activity just died some. out once the... Di- yeah, just some. Um Hat smashing, like, really died out with the disappearance of, like, the tradition of the yearly, like, hat switch. No one wanted to wear a straw hat in the 1930s, probably because you could get murdered for it. Yeah. Uh, and it it really goes to show you uh, that, like, Regina George was right, though. Yeah. Um, there there are consequences for, for not wearing pink or having a uniform on Wednesdays. You could be murdered. You could be. <laughs> Murdered. You could be murdered. Hats. You could be arrested. You could be straw what? hat murdered. That's you could be straw wild. hat murdered. I know. I I liked this story because uh, it it started out really nice, and then it just shows like a horrible escalation. Yeah, like that's what it came down to. Like, it's not a great joke to knock someone's hat off. It's not really polite. But like, this is the 1920s. People do dumb things. Like, I was. I did like, not murder I mean, him. <laughs> yeah, like, I did not the escalation from, oh, it's a fun joke where you knock some hats off to, I'm gonna stab you for wearing a straw hat is like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you for wearing this thing. Yeah, I, I think, like, the tradition, like, knocking someone's hat off, right, is, like, not really great, but if you're expecting it, right? And it's this thing that, like, all of society participates in on this one day. I'd be willing to give it a pass. But the very quick escalation of it into full-out riots. That's a bit much. I just, (laughs) I think, like, these teenagers maybe needed to just, like, get laid or something. There's a a reason why My Chemical Romance wrote a song in which the chorus is, Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, they. it's like a scary time, and I know that we're kind of off topic, but, like, I've been, I like, as a young adult librarian, right, like, I deal with older teens. Um, Who often knock and people's I, hats off and kill them. No, they don't, <laughs> um, but the potential is always there. <laughs> <laughs> the threat, if you will. But, like, it's a hard time in your life yeah. where, like, people are looking at you and saying you're not a kid anymore but you kind of also are you're an adult now but you you're should... also not yeah like there's a lot of mixed messages we're gonna talk and to you, you also... like you're an adult and treat you yeah. like you're a child yeah yeah so i think like when i hear stories from history or like today where teenagers lash out i'm always like well we don't really treat we don't, like, as a society, know how to, like, treat teenagers. No. We don't understand them at all. And I know that got really philosophical, but, like, I do think about this on quite a, a lot on as a daily part basis. of my job. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of like, well, well, how do I, like, engage yeah. with them as someone who's not a teenager, who is an adult. But deals with teenagers. Uh, without, yeah, but who, without, like making them feel like babies well the bad news is you can't so we should probably go into zach's story i was gonna say (laughs) well we well we ponder this philosophical question that megan has given us i'm gonna steal the microphone and just say please guess who's back back again zach is back so tell a friend i only have you two well did he i'm just kidding <laughs> jeez now you, you stole all of the momentum out of my uh, terrible slim shady remix my favorite thing is noticing that there is wind in zach's sails and ripping it away i'm just gonna power on through because that's right i'm back i never left but i did take a sabbatical from viking stories but oh boy i cannot get enough so We're going to jump back into the frenzy. We're going to talk about the Varingian Guard. 
And way back in the Viking Age, around 800 CE, for those of you not in the know, CE is the same as AD, but I will not give the Christians the satisfaction of using their savior as a historical point. The Christ era? No, the common era. Any wonder if ancient Romans Christ- look at the BC and go, who's Christ? Yeah. Who's Christ? Who... Who is that? So uh, I use BCE, before the common era, and CE, the common era, because that does not have a religious subtext. That's <laughs> fair right. enough. Anywho, in 800 CE, a group of down-on-their-luck Nordic fight boys start their raids on English shores. Already they're the underdogs, therefore we must root for them. Some of the okay. fight boys end up settling in Europe and become the Rus. Others move to the rivers east and try to steal all the Arabic silver that they can. That sounds like what yeah. I do on a Tuesday night. Yeah, right? Just... Yeah, dude. Honestly, if there were if there were places to steal a lot of gold and silver, I'd be like, I'll take my chances. Yeah, that's a normal Tuesday night. Pop some popcorn, get together with the boys, crack a couple cold ones, pillage and steal I'll have money. I'll known, though. I don't, I don't want guns i will not be doing it if there are guns i will only be accepting it if there are like big bladed weapons yeah i only want big bladed i mean i do own a sword now so yes i'm on board with you okay good so we fast forward to around 8 978 ce uh and the sons of prince i'm gonna butcher this but we're gonna try it anyway sivatoslan slav Svatoslav. 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 Steve, help. Steve, help me. Yes, so the sons of Prince Svatoslav I end up getting all pissy with each other as brothers are one to do. And one of their sons, one of these sons, sorry, Vladimir uh, I, calls up, oh, about 6,000 warriors from Sweden to aid him in this familial dispute. Is that all? Just 6,000? Just 6,000. But the 6,000 Swedish warriors begins the groundwork for our Fantastic Fight Boys. So, Fight Club. Is the huh? Fantastic Fight Boys the sequel to the Fantastic Four that we've all been waiting for? I mean, it should be. Please. The Fantastic Fight Boys is the movie that I want next. Um, it's actually, if we can get, um, what's his name? The guy who does uh, all the, Wes Anderson. It's like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but more bloody. Yeah. <laughs> Puppets included. And George Clooney's <laughs> sultry voice. <laughs> and George Clooney's sultry voice. Oh. So, yes, a little less than a decade after uh, Prince Vladimir ends up, you know, calling these 6,000 warriors up, Basil II of the Byzantine Empire calls up old Vlad on the... Uh, then time equivalent of the telephone and says, Hey, buddy, can I Bud. borrow some of your folks with a dispute I'm dealing with? Because at the time, two different people were trying to usurp the throne simultaneously, which, you know, is not really a good thing. No, that's, it's honestly too, too many. Yeah, I mean, one usurper, that's a problem. Two usurpers, that's a whole shit show. You got three usurpers in there, you might as well just bomb it and start over. Get fucked. Honestly, though, maybe it's better, but, and bear with me on this hot take, right? Uh-huh. If you have one usurper, yeah. you have, like, a unified force, yeah. right? Like, they're they're gaining all of the opposing support to your throne, and it's a concentrated effort. You have two usurpers... Mm, you're splitting the people's attention, much like the Green Rainbow Party does in, in American elections and the Independent Party. Yes, but then you're also fighting two different wars on two different fronts. I Yeah, that's true, too. That's the hard part. But Vladimir is a nice guy, and he says, sure, go ahead and take some guys and send them to... And he sends those warriors uh, to Byzantine. And, which is also to note, uh, this deal was made all the sweeter for Vlad by the offer of the hand of Basil's sister in marriage. There was a catch, which was that Vladimir had to be willing to convert to Christianity, to which Vlad says, sure, I like getting laid and I also want to modernize my beliefs. 
So, I love being laid. Yeah, he likes getting laid, and he wants to modernize his beliefs. And he ended up not choosing Islam as his modernized belief because oh. Islam doesn't let you drink. Well, that's a good yeah. enough reason for him. That was his reason. That is 100% factually his reasoning. Allegedly, he was quoted saying, drinking is the joy of the Rus. We cannot exist without it. He was just like, I love everything else. Can we budge on this rule? And they're like, no, that's pretty That's pretty important to us. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to go with another make and model. And, that's, every, uh, and everything I know about Russia today, which is yeah. where the Rus... The Rus, Get their roots... Um, they still like drinking quite a bit, so... I'd say they do. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I am saying boo to the Christianity, but yay on the drinking, so you win some, you lose some. Mm -hmm. Listen, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't have it all, you know? Yes. Uh, so Vlad converts to Christianity and sends his 6,000 Norse warriors to Constantinople. Been a long time gone, Constantinople. Why did Constantinople get the works? Well, that's nobody's business but the Turks. I love that he just weaves music in. <laughs> I know. I can't do that. But he I would just, have to, like, do something. But he says it so that we can't get <laughs> yeah. in trouble. Exactly. I, it's almost like says cake. It, I just do it in a monotone. <laughs> he also says it, too, and it, like, takes me a minute to be like, oh, that's a song. I literally got it the second that he got to, like, the second word. <laughs> Well, you know what? We can't all be music and lyric lyric savants, okay? Yes. I'm over here. I'm dumb. All right? <laughs> You're just not musically don't, inclined. That's okay. Don't talk about my friend like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> but I am stupid when it comes to music. No, you're just not quick on the draw. <laughs> That's okay. Not. Zach and I are the Wild West boys of music out here. <laughs> I'm just out here <laughs> slinging sheet music. Anywho. We definitely are. Yeah, please go on. So in 1988, the force that would later be known as the Vergarian Guard crept up under the cover of dark and quickly dispatched the enemies of Basil. And it was said that they fought until they were ankle deep in blood and gore, and they cheerfully hacked their enemies to pieces. Cheerfully. This sounds pretty on par for Norse warriors, yes, and very cheerfully. Big grins as they just decided to Big go grins. ham. Big grins. All smiles Probably. as the viscera flew through the air. Lightly bathed. Very, much more than lightly bathed. They were heavily bathed in the gore of their enemies. Well, oh, yeah, like, I, no, I was going to say in general, they were they were cared about their hygiene. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's a, while I, that's why I said lightly. That's made. a lot okay. of why the English refused to, or the English didn't want them around, is because they were stealing they bathed, all their women. They bathed more often than English men did. Yeah, like Zach said, they they, they were stole stealing ladies, all the ladies. I guess. That, there's a tip yeah. for you, fellas. If you uh, want to get with the ladies, don't, have, don't be disgusting. Yeah, don't have a smelly ball sack. That's all <laughs> I said it. Oh, this, wow. this is how we get the uh, the manscaped promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Clean your oh. balls. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Clean your balls. Clean and the other parts history. of you, too. Yeah, that's true. Clean all of you, not just your balls. So Basil squashes the uprisings, and he decides to keep these warriors around with the permission of Vladimir, and he officially names them the Vergarian Guard, which is thought to come from the Old Norse Var, which loosely translated to Men of the Pledge. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Men of the Pledge. Men of the Pledge. And pledged these men were as they became Basil's personal bodyguards, his police, his jailers, and accompanied the emperor to war. They were his personal oh, fight boys. When you said his jailers, I was like, wait, they put him in jail. And then I realized it was just a job that they had. Mm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait. They were the cops and the prison guards. <laughs> <laughs> they were the cops and the robbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not quite. Well, I guess if, if you're going to war, you do a little pillaging. So, yeah, they were yeah, cops and robbers. Some light pillaging. Some light pillaging. Um, but they were an absolute insane bunch who were very good at what they did. Uh, what they did happened to be a lot of killing, but nonetheless, they were very good at it. One Arab trader by the name of uh, Ahmad Ibn Fadlan, I was thought I was going to butcher that. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Anyway. You did okay so, there. Ahmad yeah. said that they were, quote, as tall as palm trees, fair and reddish. They wear neither tunics nor caftans. Every man wears a cloak with which he covers half of his body so that one arm is uncovered. They carry axes, swords, daggers, and always have them to hand. I don't know about oh. you, but I personally like the cut of these fellows' jib. Yeah, well, they certainly were cutting other fellows' jibs. They were cutting know? other fellows' lots of things. Yeah, dude, they were, they were the guard. Yeah, they were the guard. <laughs> um, and these men went down in history as some of the most fearsome warriors ever to be on the battlefield and even had many figures coming out of the uh, guard and that included Harold Hadrada where we, hey I've heard of him exactly uh, where he actually assumed so much wealth in the Vagarian guard that he amassed so much wealth in nine years that after his time in the guard he returned to Norway and becomes king of Norway king of Norway good for him very good for him. Uh, the guard was eventually disbanded and fell into ruin after William the Conqueror drives all of the Anglo-Saxons out of England in 1066. Uh, the huge yeah. influx of Anglo-Saxons coming to Constantinople trying to flee England uh, ends up bringing a lot of green Anglo-Saxon recruits to the guard. And after they lo lose the Fourth Crusade in 1204... The guard kind of just becomes more of an honor guard, watching prisoners and yeah. palaces uh, until 1453, where the Byzantine Empire falls to the Ottoman Sultanate. However, <sighs> sad, sad, sad that the uh, Byzantine Empire falls. The guard. And the guard falls. But their legacy may have faded in common view, but you can still see their traces, including graffiti of one warrior's name carved in the, into the Hagia Sophia while he was bored on watch duty. His oh my name god, can you? Is Jimmy Two Shoes. Jimmy Two Shoes. But I will also <laughs> say, I think personally, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this story is not only is it a great Viking story, but you mentioned uh, earlier, Matt, that the uh, their penchant for drinking and the connection to Russia. Yeah. But the connection is less Russian than it is somewhere else because most of these people including vladimir the first they were rus but do you know where they were settled uh no they sure. were settled in kiev Ooh. that's right oh. the legacy of the Bulgarian guard still lives on today a little bit in my heart and in my beliefs Cause fuck Russia. In the That's Ukraine. all. Mike drop. Mike drop. Mike drop. So yeah, I mean, it was a little bit dense, but that is the tale of no, the Bulgarian guard and how they're still fucking awesome, even though yeah. they're technically and disbanded. <laughs> I feel I feel like their spirit uh, has really lived on in modern day Ukrainians, based on the stories that you hear about like just random ukrainian citizenry 
Being like, yeah, we just got together with the local church and we started making Molotovs. Yeah, exactly. This is my grandmother. She's 92. She made a Molotov yesterday. She makes the best Molotovs. You ever had my grandmother's Molotovs? (laughs) Exactly. They're not for you. They're only for the Russians. Look, these Molotovs, you can't have any, but I swear, they're to die for. (laughs) They're to die for. My I don't know why I'm doing some like terrible almost New York Boston right, accent. Because I said Jimmy Two Shoes earlier. Yeah, you're just, right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Zach, the graffiti. Did, what's the guy's name? I Jimmy never got two the guy's two. name. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Two Shoes. Um, but basically, because it's, it's not Jimmy Two Shoes. <laughs> it's it's written out in like runic language. So oh, okay. it's it's basically this guy. I don't. I didn't really. I didn't get the name. I'm pretty sure I could find it if I really dug deep. But it was no, just some was just... random guy who was on guard duty at the Hagia Sophia, and was like, "I'm bored. Let me write my name." Like it's one of you know the earliest you know sign or earliest living relics of graffiti, which was commonplace what year even back was it? then. Um, that they. So that would have been. During the beginning of the Vergarian Guard, which oh, okay. was the very beginning of it in 19, 988. So, like, probably 988. like 988, okay. 1000 CE was when that was done. I got it. Okay, yeah, because like when you're like, oh, it's some of the earliest. Um, I was like, yeah, like in Pompeii, how they found this guy took uh, a like shit the- here. Yeah. Yeah, like this this guy like fucked your mom. I made here. I made water in this street. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good story though. I yeah. do uh want to apologize briefly to both Zach and our listeners because I I did go catatonic halfway halfway there somewhere That's in there. That's all good. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> Just, As I I had a lot of information I, to get through. It's every Monday. every so like... often it happens where like I just I lose part of the thread. Like, something catches my attention off screen. I lose part of what we're doing. And then I come back and I can't catch up. Matt, we had the ADHD at the beginning where we can't stay on topic. Then we had the ADHD where we zone out. We just get the full spectrum tonight. We just got it. We got it all tonight. I feel like that should be part of the bingo card too, where it's like Matt loses the Matt loses <laughs> Matt loses the thread and comes back and apologizes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Matt, Matt, I want to hear your yeah, stories. Tell me your sexy story. I say I say stories, stories because I do have two. Um, okay. And they're about the same guy, so, like, it's fine. Don't at me for, like, trying to cut off a bigger chunk of the podcast than uh, is necessary for a man my size. But I will be going back for seconds today. (laughs) But I'm talking about a topic I've spoken about before, but when I talked about this before, I did say that I would revisit it. For those of you at home hoping that this is another story about World War II so that you can check it off the bingo card, I hate to disappoint. So I will say, Matt, at least you're better than me who keeps teasing that I'm going to go back to things and has yet to And then to just do it. forgets like a squirrel <laughs> burying nuts in winter. All my I nuts are somewhere. That's why, that's why trees keep springing up because the squirrels are like, yeah, I'll come back for this. So this story is about Frederick II, uh, who is an amateur scientist and, as it turns out, the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> the HRE! Yeah! As it... As it turns out. As it turns out, in case you forgot. Last time I told you guys a story about how old Freddy uh, wanted to understand Edemic language, as he called it, and how Adam and Eve learned how to talk in the Garden of Eden. But today, I'm going a completely different direction and telling you about the experiments he performed on prisoners. Lovely. Yeah, not babies this time, Definitely not babies this time, guys. Did they deserve it? Probably not. Is it still interesting? (laughs) We'll see. It's not, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's it's on what the fuck history for a reason. Um, so I mentioned that most of Fred's experiments were recorded by a monk, but I may have failed to mention the monk's name in the last uh, podcast uh, that I mentioned Freddie on. So is I he did. Jimmy Two Shoes. Is Jimmy Two Shoes the monk? Hey, I'm walking hey. in. Uh, actually, his name is, um, 
Salimbene the Adam, which I'm pretty sure translates to Jimmy Two Shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you'll find on babynames.com the the graph that shows baby name usage. Yeah, Jimmy uh, Two Shoes right up there. Big, big spike. I can't wait to make Jimmy Two Shoes like a throwaway character in a D&D campaign <laughs> where you guys just walk down an alley and it's like, hey, I'm walking it. Someone stops and it's like, who are you? I'm Jimmy Two Shoes. Jimmy Two Shoes. Oh, fuck. I'm missing a shoe. <laughs> and then you're just on a quest to find Jimmy Two Shoes' second shoe. Anyways, so his name is Selimbene the Adam. That could also be wrong, but I uh, am sure that Steve will tell me how I'm supposed to say that name. Uh, however, to uh, the detriment of my own story here, I will say that Frederick II's child experiment was so out there that the experiments that I'm going to mention here have not been documented to the same degree as the child experiment wherein he killed five orphans for his own uh, scientific pursuits. Yeah, I think after you you murder a handful of babies, uh, the monk who's doing all of your scribing is kind of a luster for it. I don't think I want to keep doing this. Did he not kill as many prisoners? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, he probably killed a ton, but he didn't... A good amount. A good amount of prisoners. So the first experiment that I'm going to mention to you guys is this. Frederick II was clearly a very spiritual man, and he wanted to understand the essence of humanity, and decided the best way to do that was to capture a human soul. Oh! Okay. You know, so a lot of free time. there are probably, uh, there are probably ways to do that. You know, in this day and age, you can simply call the Ghostbusters and they'll come to your house and they'll just grab, yeah, that's true. grab the soul right out of the no. air. I was going to dispute you, you just... but then you brought the Ghostbusters and I can't argue with you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll just have, what's that guy? Slimo? Or... Slimer? Yeah. Slimer. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He's just okay. going to eat. You may not want a human soul, but you got one forever. <laughs> you know what I really don't understand about that is, like, what was the justification for Slimer? Was he, like, a gluttonous human, or was he, like, some extraterrestrial Dude. ghost? So here's the We'll thing. never know. We can't, we can't get into Slimer and then still have time for your story. <laughs> so much to say about Slimer. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'll need a different podcast for that. Yeah, you'll need a different podcast for my for my take on Slimer. So the way Frederick II decided to try and capture the human soul, or at least see the human soul, uh, is he took a prisoner and he put him in an empty cask. Okay, not a lot of room in a cask, but For sure. those of you that don't know what a cask is, it is a barrel where wine is typically kept. I don't know why I pronounced "whine" as if it was the word "white," but uh, or "whip" or "wheat" or "wheat," indeed. <laughs> Anyways, we're just we're just saying "w." We're, we're just putting it in there, whether you Welcome want us to, to or not. Fuck? Wait, what would it be? What the fuck? what the fuck? <laughs> no. Anyways. I tell you what, um, fuck, we gotta keep going. He put a prisoner in an empty cask, typically reserved for wine, did not feed or, uh, give him any, uh, drinks, and so he let the man starve to death in his own piss and shit, but just before the man expired, he cut a hole in the cask, and it's, you know, important to note that the gentleman probably could breathe to some degree because casks were not soups airtight. Uh, but he cut a hole in, in the cask and uh, hoped that by cutting this hole, he would be able to see the man's soul escape the cask. Well, like it was a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, if I keep it dark, I'll be able to see. He was like, if you know what? If I just watch this hole, as soon as this man takes his last breath, I'll be able to see his soul escape his body. How'd that work for him? It did not. (laughs) I'll I'll let you know that uh, it did take... it, It did not take five children dying for him to realize that this was not the way to capture a soul. 
What was he going to do with it? I don't... I mean, I think he just wanted to see it to prove that it existed. I think and then, any sane and then he would... probably would have found a way to capture slash, you know, enslave us all. like, all of us at the butterfly place when we brought home, like, a caterpillar and then it grew into a butterfly and then we had to release it. Yeah. Except I, he... I think he would have done what any sane person would have done with, like, a spare soul lying around. Yeah. And that is put it into some arcane core to power a giant mech suit and take over the world. No, that's true. I would do that. <laughs> I like the appropriate <laughs> amount of silence that was there. Well, I had to. I had to let it sink in. So, for obvious reasons, he was unable to see a man's essence leave his mortal coil, and Frederick got to add this to his tally of failed experiments. So, <laughs> as of <laughs> as of as of now, it's science to Frederick zero. I mean, I guess, I guess science is like a lot of failure, right? Science like is plain. a ton of failure. Uh, yeah, usually, like... a innocent human's expense. Yeah. Um, well, you know. So the second experiment that I want to mention is is one that has to do with human digestion. Oh. Oh God, this sounds even worse. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, it's human digestion, so it's, that's worse. Uh-huh. Everything that has to do with human digestion is bad. <laughs> it's all, it's gross. We are I disgusting mean, meat puppets. We are. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah no, okay, so it's probably going to be bad. I've done the research. We it is bad, but like, puppets. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it anyways. So Frederick I mean, gets two prisoners and he feeds them both a nice dinner. Um, he invites these guys to the White House, orders some McDonald's because, hey, <laughs> they're worth it. They're worth it. Um, so he he serves these guys a nice dinner, and then he lets them he lets them eat their dinner. He sends one of them back to his room to relax and sleep off the meal, mm-hmm. and then he sends the other one hunting. Oh, I'm suspicious. It is pretty yes. sus. I'm I'm sus, super yeah. sus. Does anyone want to take a guess at like which direction this goes next? He cuts open their stomachs and examines them. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he does that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're like yeah. So as I mentioned, it is an experiment in digestion, and so to get <laughs> to get there from that. Uh, when the gentleman comes back from hunting, he has both prisoners killed and disemboweled. <laughs> so that he Saw can... that coming from a mile away. They probably didn't. So that he can then study their intestines to see which of the two prisoners digested their meal, uh, more. Old-timey Pepto-Bismol is either sit around or go hunting. <laughs> Which one makes you shit better? What, yeah. yeah. Which one do you want? Do you have a preference? Again, here's the issue. After you've killed five children, your monk friend is sort of just like, yeah, he added two more to the body tally. <laughs> uh, he was trying to figure out which, whether a sedentary lifestyle or an active lifestyle makes you shit better. So there's there's no results uh, that I could find. <laughs> I probably could do like a much deeper dive than I was prepared to do for this. But you can only take right. so much shit. Yeah, you really can. But he, so he did legitimately just kill these people, uh, these two prisoners, to, I guess, figure out whether or not a sedentary lifestyle is more conducive to digesting your meal than going directly to... This is kind of like the old school you shouldn't swim after you eat because you'll get disemboweled by Frederick II. (laughs) (laughs) If a king offers you a meal and says you only have to do him a small favor after, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just a small favor. I just you need will. your intestines. I just need to see what's going on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, truly, truly he was an amateur scientist, and at this point he just keeps getting beat by science. 
Uh, and so, I can only yeah, well, I can only imagine that at the end of each of these experiments where he doesn't get the conclusive evidence he wants, he just stares at the heavens, shaking his fist, going, damn you, he's science. Like, he's like, who can I disembowel next? <laughs> <laughs> who can I murder in the name of science next? Yeah. Who's, who's next? Well, I mean, I when you really you think guys. about it, science is just like murdering people until you figure out they that's the thing that's killing them that's kind of like like the the whole of human history not specifically murder but i'm talking about like science in general like the very first or one of the very first stories that we ever did with the fucking radium girls where it's like yeah we're just gonna keep doing things the way that we're doing them because until we know better they only occasionally die where their face melts off but like that's not to me that's like corporate corporate like negligence. I guess what I was more thinking about is like all of those psychology experiments you hear about in the fifties and the forties oh, yeah. where we we get a lot of like good information from it. But but they were but definitely now violations of human rights. Yeah, we're like, Oh, oh we're yeah, thankful like for a- the information, but these are all no longer allowed to be done. I'm I'm oh yeah, tempted, like we have rules. I'm tempted of these. to do a few um a few psych based episodes, but I'm almost certain that anyone who has done Psych 101 will have heard all of them. So yeah. I might I, mean, I might have I to dig for the more interesting ones. I think it's like good to do. Like as long as we don't talk about the prison experiment, we don't the get The prison a shit. experiment yes. was so flawed in so many ways. Yeah. I could I could go on for hours and hours. I almost got into it with your sister, Megan, about the prison experiment. Oh, did you? I think, yeah, she posted something on Facebook, and I posted a comment about how flawed an experiment it was, and she said something. And then the next day, she responded, or she sent me a message on, like, Facebook. She's like, sorry, I was really high last night. I was like... <laughs> I was like, we didn't actually fight about anything that was meaningful, so I'm I'm sure it's fine. That's really funny. Though. It is pretty funny. <laughs> but, but anyways, in... those are my stories about Frederick II. I don't have any more uh, up my sleeves, because that would be a really shitty magic trick. <laughs> like, he's a really hey, shitty you... scientist. He's a really shitty like, scientist. Hey, do you want to hear more about about Frederick? He has more. I have more points. Oh, oh boy. Oh god. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll trade these over to Megan for future episodes because I did I did the bad stuff. <laughs> I did a bad thing. I did the stuff what about you... him killing kids and prisoners. So what? Are you saying that he has redeeming qualities? No. Because I feel like Oh, that's he does not. not. I, feel like I was just saying that I was a... going to pass it off to you. Because you know, you first of all, you do a lot more research than I do. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I think that's times, true for all of us. I mean, realistically, we're all better than each other some days. But yeah, if Megan has more stories that she wants to dig up, I cannot be arsed to do it. I mean, maybe I'll I'll see what I can find. I I mean, uh, as I've told. Zach and Matt, I I have my next two stories. I'm afraid, <laughs> my yep. friends, because she forgot which so, story she wrote for tonight. I, I she was like, I don't remember which story I did, so I'm gonna write two more down. We were like, yeah, Why don't you just? I... Well, I was prepared, and also now she's over prepared. I can't be asked. Could not can't be arsed, be... as the British would Could say. Could not be arsed. All right, I think that does it for me, and. By extension, that probably does it for you guys too. <laughs> well, now that now that you guys are done, I'll go into the second half of the podcast. <laughs> <which is> just... <laughs> uh, it's the, just me. The second half and of the podcast gonna... where I just talk about Ronald Reagan. When, where I just talk about hills, I will die. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite. That's a. That's what the fuck after dark. Yeah, one of my favorite things that I saw recently actually was a post. Steve's girlfriend posted something about dino nuggies, and yeah. uh, one of his, uh, one of her friends posted a comment on it that was like, "That's definitely a polar bear, and I will die on this hill." <laughs> and I, I was just like, "He makes a good point." 
I was also ready to die on that hill, and then it turns out that they weren't all dino nuggies. It was just animal shapes. Uh, oh, okay. So, all right, crisis I saw those averted. I did have Thank to flip God. a table in the comments, and then I unflipped it when <laughs> when Gently she put uh, it back. when she turned out to. I have... take that back. Yeah, I was like, now that that's cleared up, let me set this back on its four legs. Anyways, we've been talking a lot, and it's probably time for most of our listeners to go to bed, except for you, who's driving cross country to meet with your family. How spooky would that be if I got that right, huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And what the fuck, history? If you like what you hear from the Triumvirate Productions and What the Fuck History, we encourage you to tell a friend. We don't pay for any ads, so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us. You can find us on Facebook at The Triumvirate Productions, on Twitter at Triumvirate underscore pod, and on Instagram at The underscore Triumvirate underscore Productions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.